I was raised in a small city with a very tiny community of individuals who practice Islam under Warafdi Muhammad as their leader. I'm afraid of being judged by this process you have in place. Until recently, I have lived my life as a quote-unquote worldly woman. I'm not proud of this, but with this living comes baggage, the bearing of two out-of-wedlock children and worldly former mates. I'm not practicing on a deep level as I probably should. I'm looking forward to strengthening my Islamic faith over time, which I would say has been occurring for me over time. You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything related to relationships and courtship from the Muslim perspective. And I am your host, Zara J. Hey, Assalamualaikum. Welcome to this week's episode of the Courtship Code. Brought to you by Black Muslim Single Society and hosted by me, Zara J. I am thrilled to be back with you guys for another week. I am truly enjoying the podcast, the feedback, the impact, just all of it. So thank you guys, as always, for sending in your Q&A questions, for inboxing us, DMing us, emailing us, any thoughts or feedback, comments or questions that you may have. Uh, definitely want to share some more of the positive reviews with you guys. We often share them on our Instagram page, but I want to start incorporating them more into the show as well. So if you have any positive feedback, if you have benefited from this podcast, email us and let us know. If you have any Q&A questions around courtship or being single and Muslim or anything that you would like to share, even if you have a story that you would like to share, shoot it to us send us an email shoot us a dm if it's something pertaining to courtship or relationships um, we'll try our best but if it's something that's a little too islamic (laughs) where you kind of need like some scholarly advice you know we're not going to share that but if it's just more of an opinion piece something you would like some advice on definitely we'll give you some feedback on that So I wanted to share with you a wonderful review that we received from a sister in Saudi uh, about a week ago. She sent in this email and she said, wonderful podcast, Zara. I have to tell you that your advice in the podcast are just great. I have quitted someone I was intending to marry after I learned how to give him the lead and lean back. He simply couldn't do anything about our life and given the lead showed me some bad qualities and he withdrew. Alhamdulillah, it happens now before I committed. Can't thank you enough, Zara. And she sent her regards. So it's always sad, of course, as someone uh, doesn't move forward with marriage, but at the same time, alhamdulillah, you know what you need, whether you're a man or a woman, you know what you're looking for. And you know, as we've been going through this season, we've been talking a lot about femininity, a lot about masculinity, leaning back, how, you know, how great it is when you can allow a man to take the lead and how men also feel very empowered when they learn to take the lead. Um, we see really positive feedback from brothers as well about um, feeling empowered through listening to the masculinity 
podcast and realizing that they need to step up more when it comes to their courtships and move forward towards marriage. So even though it can be sad when situations end, it can also be a blessing when you realize like, wow, I'm looking for a man that's going to be a strong leader, that's going to be able to make plans, be strategic and move our life forward. And he doesn't seem capable of that. When I learned to lean back and give him the space to do it and step into my feminine energy and stop trying to push him ahead and pressure him and force him to move forward I'm realizing that he doesn't even have the tools and the skills to really do it so this would have been a real frustration in marriage so it is good that you see that beforehand so sending my regards back over to you in Saudi so happy for you and um, I'm hoping that you can continue and still continue to feel positive and empowered by your journey. You sound very positive and you sound like you actually um, feel motivated and and like you, you've been able to self-check. So that's awesome. So guys, if you haven't already purchased your tickets for this year's Riata in Atlanta, Georgia, the weekend of July 26th, make sure that you purchase your tickets to that. It's going to be an awesome weekend. There are so many amazing guest speakers i'm excited to being able to come out and network with so many people but there's going to be all types of workshops on um, muslim entrepreneurship on um, relationships marriage there's going to be basketball tournaments all types of arts and entertainment going on throughout the weekend it's going to be just a really fun outing and opportunity for you to come out and meet other Muslims, travel, travel, travel. Always talk about travel. Travel is important when it comes to getting more exposure and meeting more people. So I'm hoping that you guys will be able to join us. So you can go to theriata.org and purchase your tickets. And of course, of course, I'm going to be there. So I want to see you guys. I want to meet and greet with you guys. You'll be able to come over to the table, meet and greet with me. I'll be on a couple different panels as well. So I'm looking forward to meeting with you guys. So let's jump into this week's Q&A. Hey, if you haven't already, make sure that you like and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or on our YouTube channel. You can also leave us a comment and a review and let us know what you think about the podcast. Don't forget to share with your friends and your family. A sister from Michigan writes us and says, Salam, I'm thankful to Allah that you provide such a service. In response to your previous questions, honestly, I'm somewhat skeptical about finding a compatible and suitable mate, specifically in the state of Michigan. However, I am open to the possibility of meeting potential mates out of state. I recently returned to Islam about two years ago. I was born to parents who accepted Islam. I was raised in a small city with a very tiny community of individuals who practice Islam under Warafdi Muhammad as their leader. I'm afraid of being judged by the process you have in place. Until recently, I have lived my life as a quote-unquote worldly woman. I am not proud of this, but with this baggage comes, I'm sorry, with this living comes baggage. The bearing of two out-of-wedlock children and worldly former mates. I am not practicing on the deep level as I probably should. I'm looking forward to strengthening my Islamic faith over time, which I would say has been occurring for me over time. 
Also, the one thing that is holding me back from pursuing this process is the fact that we need three full-length pinchers. I know it sounds simple, but I've been waiting for outings and the right opportunities to get those for my profile. It just has not happened as I rarely go anywhere with others. I pretty much work and take care of my 16-year-old son with autism. I guess that is one of the reasons I continue to remain single. I look forward to speaking with you soon. By the way, where do you meet other Black Muslim singles? I hear quite a bit of negativity about the men who attend the mosque I was visiting in Detroit. Just trying to be cautious like everyone else. Look forward to speaking with you soon, inshallah. And she signed her name. Okay, thank you so much, sister. You know who you are, who sent us in this wonderful email so i'm going to tackle it from a bunch of different angles but guys as always if you want to send in a q a question feel free to send it in and we'll always share anonymously anonymously just let us know where you're from um so you know that this is you (laughs) so let's first touch on a couple of things sisters so as i said thank you so much for opening up and sharing your email with me and sharing it with everyone else who's listening to the courtship code podcast because trust and believe you are not alone there are a ton of sisters and brothers who grew up in a muslim community who you know i don't want to say left the community but kind of just distanced for a while did their own thing you wandered for a while and now are finding your way back. This is super common, especially for men and women in their 30s or in their 40s, that they're coming to a place of maturity where they start to return back to their foundation and to their roots. So I don't want you to think that you're alone in that journey. And I don't want you to worry about being judged, especially if you're considering putting your profile in Black Muslim Single Society we have a plethora of people. I mean, I probably use the the word plethora all the time, but we have a plethora of people from all different ethnic backgrounds as far as like, especially from the African diaspora, all forms of black ethnicities, even some non-black ethnicities. You know, we have men and women from all over the world. We have men and women from all different types of backgrounds, professions and everything. So I don't want you to fear being judged that's just your insecurities coming through and when you allow those insecurities come through you're actually getting in your own way you're stopping yourself from making a progress towards something that's halal which means that you're probably going to make steps backwards which probably will lead back to haram so you got to push through those insecurities and always be action oriented positive thinking and allow yourself to push past the fear of rejection. Now, as far as your past, girl, everyone has a past. There is not one person who does not have a past. Some people's past, they lean more one way towards the others. That's perfectly fine. Trust and believe for every pot, there is a lid. There are people on all scales of the spectrum when it comes to practicing Islam when it comes to their road and their journey through Islam. So I don't want you to ever fear being judged. I want you to just focus on living your personal best, being your personal best so that you will feel confident that you will attract someone who will love you and radiate with you and someone who will understand your past and your vulnerability by sharing it and not 
come to you from a place of judgment. There are men with the same past as you. There are women who will be your sisters and walk with you on this journey with the same past as you. And anyone who's judging you is just not for you. So I don't want you to have that fear. Just focus on doing your best. You said that you're working on strengthening your dean and strengthening your practice over time. Listen, this is a lifelong journey. For some, it comes easier than others. But the fact that you still have it in your heart and the fact that you want to keep going and that you see something that you want to check, something that you want to change, that is a blessing. I always say guilt is a blessing because your heart can get so black that you don't even feel guilty anymore. So the fact that you have this desire for marriage, because marriage... Let me tell you something. For those of you who are listening, for our faithful podcast listeners, for those who are continuing their journey, don't focus on stumbling during courtship. Don't focus on, you know, the fact that your marriage may not have worked or you've tried 10, 20 times courting and you haven't landed in marriage yet. Don't focus on that. Focus on the lessons that you need to learn. Focus on your personal inner growth through the process. Focus on the income that you're receiving through your courtships, through your relationships, through your marriages, and not so much that the end outcome. Focus on the income. Focus on all the things that you're gaining. But I don't want you to think that you're going through something that others aren't going through. There are people that are in the same exact place in life as you are. Trust me, probably more (laughs) that are in the same place than you are, than you think. Now, as far as um, you having children out of wedlock and having former mates, again, this is part of your journey. Embrace your journey, girl. Embrace your past. Don't allow yourself to feel ashamed about it. You can You can make changes and you can understand that you've made some bad choices. But when you live with so much shame, it stops you from being able to have a open heart, from you being able to be vulnerable, from you being able to feel confident. So own your past and understand that it's your past and that it's something to move forward from. But don't allow yourself to feel so much shame that it consumes you about it because then you'll reflect that and project that onto others and then other people will have the power to shame you over your choices as well. So I want you to just allow yourself to fully embrace some of that past as well. That's part of who you are that has gotten you to this place of deciding to come back to the Dean. So don't allow yourself to you know, sit in it and soak in it so much that it just dries you up and consumes you. You want to allow that to kind of help to propel you forward as it seems like you are doing. Now, as far as our process in Black Muslim Single Society, when it comes to enrolling your process, girl, listen, when it comes to taking pictures, if you don't post that camera of yours on a counter, <laughs> on a on a rail or a bench or something outside and get a couple of photo snaps, don't overthink the process. A lot of people overthink the photo process when it comes to your profile. Now, don't send in no janky pictures. I don't want you to send in photos with good lighting and photos that where you're nicely dressed and you look beautiful or you're a man and you're just radiating. Like, of course, we want you to send in good quality photos. But I don't want you to allow yourself to get so stressed out over the photo process and put so much pressure on yourself about it 
that you don't move forward. You can also always hook up with an affordable photographer. There are always affordable photographers um, that you should be able to connect with in your area. So you can check them out on Instagram or Facebook or ask around word of mouth. I'm pretty sure there's some local photographer or someone that you may know that you can look if you have to just run up to a stranger, just like, hey, can you snap a picture of me really quick? Do it. Like, it's it's okay. People do it all the time when they're out and about and just like, hey, can you take a picture of me really quick? It's okay. So, you know, don't overthink that process. And the last thing that I want to touch on that you mentioned as far as your fear and negativity around the brothers in your area that you've been hearing about. Listen, again, Don't allow fear and negativity to consume you and stop you from taking action. Here's here's my thing with this. A lot of Muslim singles get very stagnant from a place of fear and they spend a lot of time talking about the negativity, right? They hear a gossip, they hear rumors, they've heard bad stories, but I'm pretty sure you've also heard good stories. I'm pretty sure you've also met some wonderful people. I'm pretty sure that you are a wonderful person. So it's really about your mindset and shifting your mindset into a positive place. Think about it. If you are a good person, why would you think that there aren't other good people like you? Do you think Allah made you the only good person on this earth? Of course not. (laughs) Of course not. So, you know, you have to... Stop thinking and processing from a place of fear because I'm very big on the law of attraction. I'm very much believe that what you project out into the world is what you're going to get back and what you're going to see back. So if you're constantly focused on negativity, if you're constantly focused on, you know, oh, I want to avoid, I want to avoid, I want to avoid, you're going, all you're going to do is focus in on those red flags, focus in on negative stories, focus in on that. And then that's going to be the story that you play out. It's going to be a self manifestation. So you have to keep a positive mindset when it comes to the opposite sex, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to whatever it is that you want in life. I don't care if it's your career, if it's your family, whatever it is, the the mindset that you have is going to manifest I promise you. And the law says that we will get what we intend. So if you have these negative thoughts and all of your intentions around marriage is from a place of fear and avoiding, right? You're going to get that back. You're going to get that same energy back. So I want you to think about all the positive things that you want out of a relationship. I want you to think of the type of brother that you want and not the type of brother that you don't want. I want you to think about the type of relationship you're you're choosing and desiring to have and not the type that you don't desire and that you want to avoid. I want you to remind yourself that you are worthy of a quality relationship and repeat that to yourself every single day. Remind yourself of your self-worth because if you feel worthy and you know you're worthy, then you know that Allah will give that to you. So I hope that you and whoever else is listening to this that needed that piece of advice, that you take that and you internalize it and that you help it. I'm sorry, that you use it to help you to move forward. BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com provides matchmaking, 
profile listings, and other products for Muslim singles to help them through their courtship journey. You can learn more at BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com or follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Black Muslim Single Society for all sorts of freebies, webinars, and even our new courtship club just for women. Check us out at BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com or again on Facebook or Instagram at Black Muslim Single Society. Hey guys, so let me just jump on here really quickly. This isn't going to be too long, but I heard something that was so inspirational and it just hit me like, boom, man, I got to share that with some other people. I got to share that with the listeners of The Courtship Code because it definitely hit me right in the heart, hit me right in the gut, and it made me think about so many people that I've had this conversation with and it made me think of a very good friend of mine she may be listening to this love you but I know we've had similar conversations and I said something so similar to her that I just heard my leak say if you don't know who my leak is she is the creator of the curl box she is a phenomenal black woman who has a flourishing business. She has her podcast. Um, She's just doing really, really big things starting from the ground up. So she's really inspirational, but she said something that was so powerful. And it reminded me of a conversation that I had with a really good friend one day who called me because she was just really down. She was sad because She was just wondering when was her time going to come when it comes to marriage. Now, she's been married before, so it's not like she's never experienced marriage, but she's just been single for a couple years now. And she was just feeling really stressed, really frustrated um, with not so much that she hasn't met anyone, but just that things weren't going according to how she felt her plan should be. And things weren't happening in the time period that she was just ready. Like, and, and this was during Ramadan. And I'm sure that many of you can relate. Ramadan is a very emotional time for unmarried Muslims. And it's something that's not often talked about or highlighted. I see articles often about being a convert or a revert during Ramadan and how lonely that is. And that is true. That's extremely true. Extremely true. Trust me. I know that it is for a fact, but no one talks about how lonely it is, whether you are single or married for unmarried Muslims during Ramadan. And Ramadan has just passed, so I think this is a great time to talk about this because I know some of you that are listening were probably struggling with some of these feelings, some of these emotions. And I had a couple of friends, a couple of my friends reach out and speak to me about how sad they are when they go to the masjid during Ramadan, how hard it is for them during Eid when everyone's taking pictures with their family. And even if they had children, they just feel like a piece of that puzzle is missing. Whether they're a man or a woman, there's something really lonely about the holidays. It's still the holidays, you know? And we often forget about the fact that the holidays are always the loneliest time of the year. It doesn't matter if you're Christian, if you're Muslim, you're Jewish, whatever. When you don't have a family unit, when you don't have that partner to spend holidays with, it can be very, very lonely. And 
for Muslims, you know, especially in the Muslim community, Islam is such a communal religion. The Muslim community is essentially supposed to be at its best, a community. So you see everyone coming together for uh, iftar. You see people coming together to pray at the masjid. You see people coming together for Eid. You see all these beautiful families and the spirit is out there, but a part of you is just aching. A part of you is feeling so lonely and just feeling like, why am I here alone? When is this going to happen? I want to be married too. I want that type of joy. I want someone to pray with. I want someone to fast with. You're feeling all these just wants, all these desires, all this lack. And even though you should be in a place of alignment, in a place of positivity so that you're able to attract and get what you want. You should be in a place of strong faith so that you're able to move forward and get what you want. Let's just be real for a second. These are real feelings, right? These are real feelings that you're feeling. And these are real things that most unmarried Muslims are feeling, right? Even if they don't want to admit it, this is something that most of them are feeling. But I was listening to my leaks podcast and what she said, as I said, it reminded me so much of a conversation that I had with a good friend of mine when she reached out and she said, you know, she was just so down and depressed during Ramadan. She was just having a really hard day that day, just, you know, upset about not being married, upset about the state of her current courtship and just feeling like things weren't progressing, things weren't moving forward. And I had to remind her something very similar to what my leaks. I know you're probably by now like, well, what did she say? Okay, I got you. <laughs> I'm getting there. But what my leaks said, she said, something is always suffering. Something is always suffering. And if that ain't the truth, ooh, give me that gospel. If that ain't the truth, right? What she meant by that, now in this case, she was referring to business. And what she was explaining was when people feel as though time is passing them by, an opportunity is passing them by, they get stuck in this place of comparing, right? And comparison is the killer. So they get into this place of comparing and looking at others and feeling like they're missing opportunity. A part of their life is passing by. They're not getting something. But you have to remember, in this example that she gave, while this person's business is flourishing and you feel like you're suffering because you're home with your kids and you can't give your business that same type of time and attention and you're seeing people get invited to this place, going to that place, sales is booming and their business is taking off. And you're just like, man, like I got to take care of these kids. I got to spend all this time with my kids. So my business is suffering. Well, that means also more than likely that their business is flourishing, but maybe their time with their children is suffering. Maybe their time with their family relationships is suffering. Maybe there's some other area of their life that is currently suffering, but there's never a situation where everything and everyone is 100%. Something is always suffering. So I wanted to share that with you because as you are going through your unmarried journey, or as you are learning your lessons, or as you are feeling out how to handle the marriage that you're going to get, the marriage that's on its way, right? As you're going through the emotions, as you're going through the frustration, the loneliness, and you're looking at other couples and you're looking at people that you know, and you're like, oh, I just want that situation. I just want that. Just keep in mind, remember that something in their life is suffering. 
something in their life is suffering. And that's not saying that you should wish bad on them. And that's not saying that you might feel like, well, I would rather have that than something else, but you don't know what that person is suffering. The One of the examples that I gave, and this is something that I haven't really shared too much with people, but I gave the example to my good friend about my parents, right? I said, you know, my parents, they've been married, mashallah, they've been married for about I think it's like almost 30 years, you know, and that's beautiful. And from someone on the outside looking in, they're going to say, well, man, I wish I had somebody to stick by my side for 30 years. And that's so beautiful. And they just seem to like, you know, be in sync with each other. Like they just are flowing at this point. They got a nice, stable situation, nice, stable home. Man, I just wish I could have that. I'm so tired of being single. I just wish I could have that. Right. But let me share something really personal with you guys. My father is suffering right now from a very rare form of cancer and also from kidney disease. He has to get blood transfusions. He has to go to the Mayo Clinic on a regular. And he's been going through this for about two years now. It's been times where he's had to be hospitalized for over a week. And my mother broke down in tears out of fear that he was going to have to be on hospice. And if you're not familiar with hospice, that means that you may only have about six months to live. And at one point back in December of 2018, that was a real threat. So while someone else might be looking at her situation like, man, she got this stable marriage and they got this home and a car and they got, you know, the family and all this other thing. But they're suffering. She's suffering. He's suffering. You don't know the pain of having a spouse that's on their deathbed. You don't know the pain of being on your deathbed. Some of you may know. But. While it might seem like they have something that you wish you had, there's something that they are suffering from that they wish they didn't have to go through. That they would sacrifice some parts of their life for some parts of yours. So that is a very quick motivational moment that I just wanted to share with you guys because I know that many of you are feeling the pain and the frustration and just like, when is my time coming? When is my day coming? You know, I'm ready. I'm ready. I understand. I promise you, if anybody understands and if anybody empathizes with you, I do. I have spoken to so many Muslims from all around the world and I get it. I promise you, I get it. Whether you are a man or a woman, I get it. Whether you are old or young, I don't even like the word old, I apologize. Whether you are mature or young, I get it. But I just want you to keep your head up, keep your crown high, and remember that everyone is suffering. And right now, it's just not your season. Now, just because it's not your season doesn't mean you don't prepare for the harvest, right? 
you still get prepared for whatever it is. So you make sure you're prepared for what you want, whether that's physically prepared, emotionally prepared, mentally prepared, spiritually prepared, prepared, prepared. I don't care. (laughs) Whatever it is that you need to do, get your home together, right? Get your life together, right? Get your finances in order. It's funny because we always talk about being prepared for death, right? Well, we might not talk about it enough. We talk about being prepared for death, right? Get your paperwork in order. Get your finances in order. Get your family in order. Get your home in order, right? Because if something happens, you want to be prepared. You want to make sure your family is prepared. Get yourself in order for the relationship that you desire, Get yourself in order for the marriage that you want. Get your get your paperwork in order. Get your home in order. Get your family in order. Right? Get yourself in order. Because seasons don't last forever. And if you ain't been sowing those seeds, you ain't going to reap nothing, Right? But I just wanted to share that with you guys. I know these last couple of podcasts have a little bit different. (laughs) They haven't been the typical, uh, you know, informative type of podcast that we've been doing for the past year or so. But inshallah, you guys are benefiting. You guys are loving it. Thank you guys so much for the amazing feedback that you guys always give. As always, if there's something that you want to share, make sure that you share. If you haven't enrolled your profile in the uh, matchmaking service, you can do so. Oh, by the way, if you're not subscribed to our email list, then that means you're missing a special code. You may have missed that because there was a special sale on that. But make sure that your profile is enrolled in our website. Oh, let me make this announcement for you guys. Sorry, I should have did this earlier, but I'm remembering now. Very, very soon, very, very soon, we will be expanding our network as far as the borders, meaning that we're not going to be focusing just on the United States. We're going to be expanding it more globally. Can't give you all that information yet, but it's getting there. So if you're not subscribed to our email list, go to blackmuslimsinglesociety.com and subscribe to our email list. Make sure that you are following us on social media, Black Muslim Single Society. But get on the email list so because we get a lot of questions from people from all different parts of the world asking like, oh, you guys match for us or how can you help us? So inshallah, we're going to be able to roll out a program very soon that's going to be able to help more Black Muslims globally. Muslims globally. We might not even focus it just on Black Muslims to be honest with you. So I would highly suggest you to make sure that you're subscribed to our email list because as things are changing and things are expanding i want to make sure that you are a part of this growth process part of our tribe i will talk to you very soon inshallah and i hope that you got something out of this little rant today i hope that you guys got something out of this podcast i know it's a quick episode a quick show but you know that's how it be and i know my time is precious and so is yours so You guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I will talk to you soon, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.
BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com provides matchmaking, profile listings, and other products for Muslim singles to help them through their courtship journey. You can learn more at BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com or follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Black Muslim Single Society for all sorts of freebies, webinars, and even our new courtship club just for women. Check us out at BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com or again on Facebook or Instagram at Black Muslim Single Society.